everybody. Welcome back into Mining Stock Daily. Uh, this is a conversation with Jordan Royburn of The Daily Gold. We are recording Tuesday afternoon. However, this will air Wednesday, preferably, I hope, before the Fed uh, meeting in that press conference because there's way too much volatility during those things to uh, have any idea of what is actually going to happen. So let's talk a number of things that we do know, Jordan. Uh, gold and silver precious metals are uh, back in their winning ways after after a very volatile Monday. We can talk about Monday. And then let's talk about this rebound we're seeing in precious metals off a number of news items, including uh, jolts, the layoffs uh, for March were the highest since December 2020. So we're seeing more cracks in the system leading towards what I guess is a highly anticipated recession. Uh, we're also getting more speculation and bank failures. Boy, you thought we were done with First Republic, but now a couple more regional banks uh, are getting uh, are, are, <laughs> are getting shorted pretty heavily, PacWest being one of them. Uh, this is a story that will just not go away. So you know, let's talk about this seems to be the narrative here that's driving precious metals. If I, if I don't say Jordan, is, is that fair enough to the, just be this move Tuesdays narrative driven? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think both fundamentally and technically things are lining up very favorably for precious metals quite simply. Well, let me stop for a second. The, the gold has been, it, it always leads real interest rates at key turning points and even though real interest rates have not declined much yet, uh, they obviously will at some point. And that's what the action in gold is telling us. And, um, you know, in addition to that, well, and, and the reason real interest rates are going to top and, and decline over the coming months or over the coming quarters is because the Fed will have to shift policy when this recession really hits. And so the market is discounting that and i don't want to say either way gold is going to do really well but it's kind of in a sweet spot in that if the fed is going to hike a couple more times and try and tighten a bit more that will just be more negative for the economy which means they have to you know ease more later whereas at the same time if this is the last hike and then they turn dovish immediately that's obviously going to be bullish for gold so i think gold's in a really good spot um, I'd say silver as well. And you look at this recent correction, uh, precious metals have held up really well. I'll be interested to see what happens over the next couple of days because Fed and the, and the market's reaction to the Fed can throw a monkey wrench into what's going on. But, um, you know, so far this correction, they've held up really well. The miners have not corrected that much. I mean, we did have a breadth thrust in GDX a couple of weeks ago, only the third in the last 10 or 12 years. So I, I either way, I'm expecting um, over the next coming weeks, I guess, I'm, I'm thinking the path of least resistance will be higher for precious metals, regardless of you know what the Fed says or does. Yeah, well, let's talk about hypotheticals here, whatever the Fed says or does. If uh, it seems like a quarter basis point is pretty baked into uh, the system here, perhaps a, a sure thing. What happens with the pause? If they if they hint at the pause after this, or that you know they're done hiking after this move, do you see another leg higher? Not only it, it seems like it seems like it could go higher in precious metals, but also the, you know the entire market here, the big boys. Yeah, I think well, we're at an interesting juncture for the overall market because 
the overall market, just looking at it by itself and, and technically, it looks good. It doesn't look bad. And also, if you look at various sentiment indicators, they're telling you that people have been way too bearish on the stock market. And so it's possible that we could get an everything rally, maybe led by precious metals over the next couple months. And then you, you know, maybe the recession hits or the, the market rolls over really hard at some point, the recession hits, and then you see a decline, you know, the first real correction in precious metals in this new bull market, not a crash per se, but a decline or a correction. So I think that's definitely something we have to monitor because it's not a good it's not a good thing for precious metals if you see them moving higher and the stock market is moving higher at the same time. Now, if precious metals are if you look at the gold to the S&P 500 ratio, like if that's breaking out and precious metals are really outperforming the stock market, then that's a good sign. But if they're more or less the two are basically trending together, they're going higher, but precious metals are not really outperforming that would leave our sector susceptible to some kind of decline or sharp correction when the recession inevitably hits. All right. Uh, let's talk about the junior sector here. It, it, it has ne- it's not necessarily been a rising tide lifts all boats. It seems like the earlier the type of company they are within that uh, mine cycle, the harder it's been to find uh, capital to continue uh, the work, but also to find even these sort of movement into the equities. You know, what are you seeing here within this junior resource sector that um, maybe has reasons to be bullish, but also maybe you're seeing any reasons to continue with caution here, Jordan? I, I mean, I lean towards what I've been saying for a while, which is you're going to need to see gold break above 2100 and really move at that point, I think, to trigger capital flowing into, the, I don't want to say the absolute bottom of the food chain, but more lower parts of the food chain. Like when I look at the juniors that I follow, you know, maybe there's about 25, you know, ones I own and have on a watch list. I'm just roughly saying, you know, half of them look good technically and are trending well, the other half. Not really. So it's kind of a mixed bag. And I think if you get gold above 2100 and running, I think that is going to, at that point, money is going to flow into everything. They'll all start moving up together. And then, you know, we can worry about the stock market pulling them down at a later point. Um, But um, I'm really, I'm not that concerned or not, um, not worried about, um, thinking there's too much optimism or anything like that. I think there there's a, there's a huge amount of value to be found there. And like I said, if and when gold takes out 2100, it's going to completely change. You're going to see capital flowing into the junior sector big time because in these moves what happens at the beginning, you know, money goes into the royalty companies, GLD, the ETFs, Newmont, uh, and then below that, you know, you have the mid-tiers and just larger producers, even large junior producers that are making money. So the gold going up, it helps those companies out first and foremost. So we've seen that and and some of the money's trickling into some juniors. But I think, again, gold above 2100, that's really the key for the junior sector as a whole. 2100 would be absolutely awesome. I guess my follow-up question is, to that, I mean, does 2100 need to be some sort of floor or base or we, do we just need to kind of touch that and kind of find some 
you know, kind of maintained there. Because the reason I asked is because there's this been this ongoing dialogue. A lot of people think that since going above 2000 here recently, Jordan, that that 2000 mark really has been the magnet of uh, of a foundation for the gold price moving forward. I mean, there's obviously we've seen it kind of pull down to 1990, 1980s, but it's been getting put dragged back up to 2000. I mean, you and I are talking, we're about $2,020 here in the day. And after yesterday, I was surprised to actually see it happen. And I'm just kind of curious what your thoughts are of a $2,000 floor here in the gold price. Is that what we're seeing? Well, looking at gold right now, I mean, not to focus too much on technicals, but you you do have key levels. You have 1980, 1950, and then 1900. And also looking at early in new bull markets in gold, it tends to come down and test either the 50-day, 100-day, or 150-day moving average. So at this point, I'm more focused on the 50-day and 100-day moving average. So we have to keep an eye on those in the very short term. But I think, you know, 1900, 2000, it, 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 the, the sector overall is in really good shape here. I mean, it, I don't want to say it's a foregone conclusion, but technically it is going to break out at some point. And I think most people know that. And um, it, I, it, 2100 is more significant because once you get above 2100, it's, you're going to see 22, 23, 24. That's going to happen much more quickly. Whereas, now we're kind of constrained because gold is trying to work through the supply in the 1900s and 2000s. And, you know, looking at the average mine, it's just, again, you take out 2100, you're going to have another two, $300, $400 on top of that, you know, potentially within, I don't know, three, four, five months. And so that's just going to be such a huge, it's a much bigger deal for the sector than than stabilizing right now at 1900 to 2000. I mean, don't get me wrong. Gold is act. I mean, it's acting incredibly well. I mean, it's like almost a textbook, perfect chart rallied all the way up. Now it's having a bullish consolidation or a bullish correction, you know, whether it continues for a couple months or a couple more days or weeks, it really doesn't matter. It's in really good shape either way. So yes, being above 1900 and 2000 and basing in this area, it is a really good thing, but making that breakout that's just going to be like an all clear signal for the sector as a whole you're going to see a lot more generalist money come in um so at least at least that's the way i'm I'm thinking right now uh jordan i want to ask you one last question before i let you go and it's a question i typically don't ask you because i know you like to hold this information for your subscribers but i just am very curious to see if there's any sort of equities out there that you're looking to deploy capital into in the junior sector uh you know, a stock pick, if you will, or at least an idea of where you're putting it. If you don't want to give away all the, uh, all the bread and butter. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't like to give out individual names, but I will say I've just kind of been nibbling on some things. I don't have that much cash right now. Um, I have been nibbling on some things here and there. I will say, um, I'm really looking at junior producers. Um, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of avoiding. I don't want to say gold optionality plays, but if it's a big development company and they're not going to build the mine, or there's it's going to take a lot of capital to build it, it's two or three years away. I'm avoiding those companies. I think we're going to get the best bang for our buck by looking at gold junior producers that have growth potential. So I'm really looking at those, and then I'm also looking at 
on the exploration side, you know, silver exploration companies, as well as gold exploration companies, which I'm, I mean, you, you do a much better job of covering and investing in the explorers than I do, but I, I mean, it's really tough. I've not had a whole lot of success there, but um, I, I think that obviously this is the time where if you can find a, an exploration company that maybe they have a good deposit, they still think they can grow it significantly, or they made a new discovery, they think it can get a, that much bigger. I think those types of situations can, you know, three, five, seven X your money in the next couple of years, given that what they have is they think they can make it a lot better. And then at the same time, you're looking at a real bull market where prices can move dramatically higher. So I think that's where you're going to get the most leverage. Focus on explorers and, and exploration companies that still have a lot more growing and ex exploration to do. And at the same time, look at the junior producers that you're looking at two, three years from now, they can really grow their production significantly. So that's where I would focus. I mean, that's, where I, that's what I'm looking at right now, trying to find companies that I've missed in the past. All right, Jordan, thanks so much for your time. Uh, we'll probably touch base again here in the next couple of weeks after uh, I get back stateside. Have yourself a, uh, a good week, good weekend, and we'll chat with you again here later in the month. Thank you so much, Trevor. Have a great trip, and uh, yeah, I'll talk to you when you get back. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.